Welcome back to the Peaked Too Early podcast, episode 26. I am your host, Blake Munchell, and I am, as always, joined by my co-host, Oscar Saywell. It is an anticlimactic end of the season, so of course we have an equally anticlimactic <laughs> uh, podcast episode to wrap things up. Oscar, how are you? Hello. Um, I'm doing well, thank you. I finished up school so i graduate officially commencement is on friday um and yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now just being lazy it's quite nice yeah in a rare turn of events i also ended my semester nice uh today actually oh congrats yeah there's no nice cutoffs um in you know graduate school but no you know i'm like halfway done so feels good that does feel good. Um, well done. Yeah. And uh, the ends of semesters never line up. So this is like the one time where everyone finishes their semester at the same time. Yeah. 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 Okay, Oscar. Let's talk about okay. some more anticlimactic things. Yeah. Our predictions I from last week. Mm. For the first time ever, we have ended in a draw. Ever. Wow. We both correctly guessed six matches, which is a pretty high number. Um, but I guess at the end of the season, good. you have a greater feel for every team and you can yeah. make more accurate predictions. And stuff, so, I'm, so I'm going into the final match day with a plus three advantage then. So it's, all, it's really all to play for. You could swing it. Yes. Yeah. One win. And plus, mm. I cover goal difference. Wow. It's close. Yeah, it is close. Hopefully, I can uh, pull ahead. Um, Oscar, say well. Where do you want to start things off? Where do I want to start things off? Well, I've forgotten the running order of these matches. I mean, wasn't Newcastle uh, versus City uh, the first match of this if of this week of this uh, match uh, day? No, it was, but there was two replayed matches. Um, match day 19 between Villa and Everton and match day mm-hmm. 34, the cancelled United-Liverpool match were both replayed. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah. know if you want to talk about either mm. of those. I definitely don't have anything to say on... I, I've forgotten what it was already. Uh, Everton-Villa was a, was a drab nil-nil. No, um, I have nothing to say really yes. on that other than we probably need to... You know, Villa deserves some props for, for 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 staying in the league, right? I mean, I know they spent a lot of money, but I think they were so high up in the table that this sort of like mid-table finish, I think some people are disappointed. But let's be honest, I mean, they've done a good job consolidating their stay in the Premier League this season. And as at Everton, like I was texting you today, they're the most boring team in the Premier League and I have nothing to say about them. Um, the United-Liverpool game was a lot more... Exciting, I guess. It was it was a four two victory to Liverpool away from home, which meant that well, um there was more drama on the weekend with Liverpool, as I'm sure we'll get into, but it, it meant that they kept themselves um in the race for the top four. They just have to win every single game now and they can um get top four of their own accord um without any luck. Uh, I can yeah, briefly chat about this game. There were uh Bruno Fernandez opened the scoring in the tenth minute and then um Liverpool hit back uh, pretty quickly. 
Well, no, so not pretty quickly, as in um, Diogo Jota got an equalized in the 34th and then they managed to get ahead right at the death of halftime with a Roberto Firmino goal. 48th minute, um, and then he, he added a, a quick um, one after the break um, before Rashford got it back to an exciting 3-2 and then Mo Salah um, put it to bed on a, on a breakaway at the very end of the game. Um, I, I know that Dean Henderson was criticized a lot for this match, uh, so much so that he was dropped. And now there's lots of questions again about his uh, Manchester United future. Um, apparently, he, he was a, a bit chaotic in this, in this game. As for the, the balance of the game, um, it, was, you know, it was pretty... Well, I mean, Everton... So Everton, my God, sorry. Liverpool um, had 17 shots, eight on target. So, so yeah, they were, they were sort of much more accurate than uh, United were. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer blamed it I think not, you know, he blamed it on the, the fact that they had to play, what was it, the Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, every two days or something like that, right? Um, which Jurgen Klopp himself called criminal. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was like, look, we can't play this much. This is crazy, which I think is very fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it certainly wasn't an underwhelming game and it, it foreshadowed quite an exciting weekend of, of football, despite the fact that um, lots of these games are, are, are dead rubbers. But yeah, that's that's about you know that's about as much as I can remember about it. Um, I'm not sure if any of the goals were particularly spectacular or anything like that. It was just a, a pretty frenetic game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. It's both of these teams uh, following this match had. You know, pretty entertaining matches. So, yep. um, yeah, I don't have a ton to say. Uh, most notable thing, I think after Rashford scored um, and Manchester United celebrated, I might have the match mixed up. This might have been a different match, but uh, <laughs> the assist went to Bruno Fernandes. And in the replay, you can hear Fred telling Bruno Fernandes that it shouldn't count as his assist because it was so bad. Wow. Um, that's funny. Which, yeah, just the yeah, funny banter that you know yeah. you only pick up on when there's no crowds in there. So yeah, um, yeah. I'll miss. That's the one thing I'll miss. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing some return. some of the stuff. Yeah, because of course that ended this weekend with you. Uh, you know the laws across the country uh, allowing fans back into the stadium for these last two match days, um, uh, which was excellent. Really, I I really enjoyed watching these. These games this weekend, um, the ones I caught because because of how fun it is to hear, you know, those natural reactions from fans, like when when someone does a great pass or when someone shoves an opponent over and then there's a bit of a a fight. Um, that's kind of stuff that you can't capture in these artificial crowd noises. But yeah, okay, yeah. so that's that's the two matches caught up. But I mean, and even you know, the match day, what was it, thirty six, was started by a quite a fixture between Newcastle and, and City on Friday. Yeah, uh, Newcastle have an infamously poor record against City. Um, mm. Some insane runs. I know Manchester City went uh, 23 matches unbeaten against Newcastle. Wow. Um, before 2018. Um, so there was this stretch of just like historic dominance of city over Newcastle. Um, and then there's 
since then, there's been a few famous scalps. Um, there was the 2-2 under Bruce and the 2-1 under Rafa. Um, mm. And it's kind of either been, um, you know, Newcastle pulling out these amazing performances and either beating or nearly beating Man City or Man City absolutely thrashing Newcastle. Um, so mm-hmm. while the 2-1 and the 2-2 were these excellent matches that, you know, will live long in my memory, there's also the 5-0 and the 3-0 that mm-hmm. are very quickly pushed out of my brain. But yeah. that being said, uh, you know, this match comes off the great Leicester win for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was anxious to see, you know, what what was going to happen next, if it was going to be sustained or it was going to be back to the same old. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, quite the same uh you know, display as the week before. Newcastle came out willing to attack Man City. Um, mm-hmm. They were very happy to sit off ball. They finished this match with 17% possession, wow. uh, which oh is, God. yeah, amazing. And it felt like that. Uh, there were yeah. two periods in this game where Man City had the ball for longer than three minutes straight without the ball going out of play or being touched by a Newcastle player twice. Mm. Um, So with that being said, it was one of the best matches I've seen Newcastle play. Um, Wow. It was a Bruce masterclass. It started, (laughs) uh, you know, in the 25th minute, uh, Matt Ritchie, who, you know, it looked like his Newcastle career was done, uh, whips in the corner, Emil Kraft puts it in, just as a note, uh, it was awful defending on the corner from Nathan Ake. Um, and it's not going to be the first time I bring up his name. Um, no, poor Nathan Ake. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Man City would equalize as expected. Newcastle don't do well when they go ahead early. Um, uh, I, it technically got put down as a Zhao Cancelo um, goal, but goal, I yeah. think I wouldn't be surprised. I guess it's too late now because it's four days on, but definitely this one, I think, should have gone down as a Murphy own goal. Um, It, I don't, it wasn't going in, and it certainly was going to be saved, um, but a big deflection took it away from Martin Dubravka. Um, And this goal kind of capped off um, a lot of what's wrong with Newcastle um, because less than a minute before, John Joe Shelby had hit the bar from a free kick um, and City just went up the other end and equalized. And I thought it was going to be one of these matches where, you know, you don't mm-hmm. take your chances or the the coin of luck falls on the wrong side um, and then uh, you get bit for it. So it's 1-1 after 40 minutes. It looks like it's going to be 1-1 going into halftime. Ferran uh, Torres then immediately... Uh, grabs a second with uh potentially the goal of the season um well described as the zlatan-esque you know outside of the foot slash back mm. heel over his head yeah um pseudo sideways scorpion meets scissor kick um you know great description. A, a great goal yeah um yeah what a goal and although yeah. can, can i just jump in Yes. I, I was listening to some uh 
analysis or just you know some of the podcasts I listened to and, and people were saying that while it was a a good goal it was it wasn't a great goal just because I can't remember you know they were they were much more underwhelmed than I was um, and then I was sort of thinking about it more and I, I guess he does sort of just guide it on its way I, I don't know like I mean it is it's wonderful but I I think maybe that's why it's not getting the the scrutiny that for example like the Olivier Giroud scorpion kick goal got because you know he really redirected that whereas yes Fran Torres sort of just like diverted yeah yeah it's it's cool but you almost feel like I mean this might sound crazy you almost feel like you 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 could see that on like an amateur pitch just because you know I can flick my leg backwards like you know people do that to pass a lot all the time it's just that this looked spectacular because it sailed past the keeper kind of thing anyway yeah yeah so Newcastle quickly go from you know going in with a a 1-1 score at halftime to being 2-1 down and uh, being very disappointed Uh, and then kind of out of nowhere um, although not totally because Newcastle created plenty of chances in this match Um, ASM uh, does ASM things, dribbles up the field. Uh, he then plays the ball into Joe Linton, who, uh, you know, works the space for himself, goes to shoot, and Nathan Ake takes him down inside the box, sliding into his, uh, like he was going to cut inside, and so that that outside foot, um, Nathan Ake sweeps out, um, clear penalty. There was a long VAR check just to make sure everyone was on sides, but the Penalty itself was pretty clear. Uh, Joe Linton stepped up, uh, like picked the ball up, which is, you know, we have two other penalty takers in this side, um, but Mm -hmm. he took it and he put away a great penalty uh, for his sixth goal of the season, which is, you know, far surpassing the expectations of a lot of people. Um, Yeah. So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, it's 2-2 going into halftime. And, you know, I was really happy. Um, It's not often that you see your team, you know, concede two quick goals and then, you know, you still keep your head up before halftime. Normally you, it's heads down and then you come out rearing, rearing, ready to go. And then the second half, uh, almost the same thing happens. Joe Willock, Miguel Almiron, and Joe Linton combine. Willock is played through. Walker pulls him down in the box. Um, he doesn't complain. He knows it's a penalty. Uh, Willock would take this penalty, which was interesting, considering Joe had just put in a great penalty. Um, and Steve Bruce, you know, in the way that only Steve Bruce can, said after the match that it's a South American thing, um, which... Mm-hmm. Nobody, I, I don't know a single person who's been like, yep, it's a South American thing to, you know, if you score a pen, you don't take the second one. But whatever. Joe Willick put the pressure on his back, stepped up to take the penalty, and missed it. Uh, it, it was saved by mm-hmm. Carson, um, and yeah. he then put in his own rebound after slipping. Um, and just amazing. Just one of those things. It only happens to Newcastle. Uh, 3-2 Newcastle, they came rearing back and took the lead for two minutes. Uh, Mm. Ferran Torres would go up the other side, um, you know, 
score a fine goal. It was cut back to him. He smashed it into the roof of the net. Uh, and then he'd get his hat trick two minutes later, uh, ending the capitulation by Newcastle. Um, it, he set a record for the hat trick with the lowest XG ever. No way. Um, oh, he cool is the that. first. He, he set it with an expected goals of 1.16, set mm. the record, um, which is amazing. Um, and it does say something in terms of the. Uh, like the way the match went um, because Newcastle did play very well and did deserve something from this match. Um, Newcastle ended with yeah. like 1.5 expected goals higher than Man City, um, which is expected when you score, you know, a huge deflected goal, a wonder goal, um, and then two tricky goals. Like, of course your XG is going to be low. Um, yeah. And uh, very few Newcastle supporters are upset about this match um it was it's very much a newcastle thing to be pretty happy with a 3-4 loss so um yeah it felt good it was a good performance and we're safe and yeah i don't really care about anything else yeah fun fun game and uh city were involved in another pretty mad game this this uh weekend or today rather um i just I don't really have anything to add other than I, I think this is Scott Carson's first Premier League match in like a decade or something. Um, yes, it was his first. Yeah, it was his first start in 10 years. Yeah. And the last match he played was against Newcastle. Oh, no way. That's strange. Man, or sorry, when Newcastle beat West Brom uh, through a Lovenkranz volley. Wow that out so um, yeah 10 years yeah he's uh he is he's yeah he he's out of contract at derby uh this summer and yeah i wonder if city will sign him back apparently they really really like him um he he's really good around the 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 squad um one of those you know as the third third choice goalkeepers often are um yeah cool um Burnley leads. This was another well, a drubbing, m- m- more of a goal fest. Um, I had my eye on this one. Uh, it started off really well. I thought um, the, you know, the it was it it, it was much more it was much faster pace than I thought it would be actually. And I know that sounds uh, strange because it's leads, but um, obviously Burnley like to slow things down sometimes. And I have found that Bielsa tends to. I don't know. I think contrary to what a lot of people say, I think he can sometimes slow his his lead side down if it suits um, playing against a, a particular team. And I thought that would be the case against against Burnley. But no, it started really fast, and and actually Burnley were were holding their own. Um, it was it was definitely going back and forth um, pr- pressure wise. You know that Burnley had spells. I thought Dwight McNeil was really uh, sort of driving Burnley forwards in, in that sense. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say that anything really happened. However, after that opening fifteen, you know, ten fifteen minutes of of pressure from both sides, it wasn't until right before the half um, that there was a goal, and that was Teus Klik, who um, has stepped up really well from from Championship football. I think this season uh, he called one in um, from from just outside the box right before half time. Um, and then, uh, you know, I thought it it continued to be relatively even 
um, entering the second half. Um, but then a, a deflected, I think it was a Jack Harrison goal. Yeah, a deflected Jack Harrison goal um, put leads two no up. And, and, and at that point, I think they sort of turned the screw. And, and they, then they started playing some really great football. Um, uh, Rodrigo added a quick double in the 77th and 79th minute. Um, and and he I, nearly I, got a third. In and the he, 83rd. yeah, he he almost got a hat trick, and he's he's come into a bit of goal scoring form um, after maybe a little bit of a tricky start to to life in the Premier League. Um, he's had some injuries, and Bielsa was playing him or is playing him at like central midfield, and he's like straight up a striker or was for Valencia and stuff like that. So, um, I thought Burnley probably, especially in the last maybe half hour as of after that Jack Harrison goal, they sort of gave up a bit. Or at least capitulated, um, uh, and and it was sort of the contest was over. But um, yeah, uh, you know, I I I I wanted to shout out Jack Harrison because his, you know, he's again. I can't, is he still on loan from City? I think he is, and I, think um, he is, yeah. I don't know if they have like an obligation to buy or anything. But he is a wonderful player, and he, you know, he just keeps going from strength to strength. Really, he's he's only twenty four. Um, and he has played a lot of football for Leeds this season, eight goals, eight assists in the Premier League, um, in 35 appearances from the wing. That's not bad at all. And um, yeah, he, he offers them some, some real uh, threat from, from down that left wing. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. I think his contract expires in 2022 at Manchester City, uh, and, he's, and the loan ends this season. So surely they'll buy him. Um, he's he's too good not to. He's too good to be warming Man City's bench, and I don't think he's good enough, probably, to unless uh, Pep really loves him, to um, to force his way into that City side. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was just a more enjoyable Leeds football, um, frankly, and uh, they're finishing the season strong. And um, they are well. They just played again today, didn't they? Um, beating Southampton two 0 and they're, they're guaranteed to make the top. 10 uh this season which is quite something and bielsa is apparently signing a a new contract soon yeah i don't have a ton to say um no yeah i do think if jack harrison he was eligible for the u.s um if he had declared for the u.s he would be talked about a lot differently yeah Um, yeah 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 he'd be talked about so differently i mean Um, i think he'll be holding out for are just a couple appearances for England kind of thing because he's only 24 and if he keeps improving, he could be one of those players that gets called up for a few, you know, World Cup qualifiers or maybe even manages to get on the plane to a tournament, something like that. Yeah, no, I never in a thousand years would he ever declare for the US. No, no. I mean, he's lived there. He, I think he moved there when he was 14... So it would it would be like me declaring for the US and I would never ever do that. So yeah, there you go. That's hilarious. Mm, yeah. You know he was the number one overall pick in the MLS draft. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, because he's a very good collegiate player, played in the ACC at the same time Maryland was in the ACC. So Oh, interesting. Uh, there's, you know, some Jack Harrison versus UMD uh, footage out yeah. there. Uh, oh, no way. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Right. 
uh you know mm-hmm. that's kind of it it was a four yeah no that's kind of it let's move on let's move on um what's next Wolves spurs maybe something like that well um, quickly yeah, what do you want to um, go southampton beat fulham 3-1 oh, the yeah, only right. thing i would like to say about this is it was like just it was a standard 3-1 win um, sure nathan tella scored his first premier league goal yeah um, yeah for southampton. and he assisted was ecstatic he so was good he was it. his smile is so great like oh he was so happy it was wonderful very infectious yeah um i saw just on the saints theo walcott signed a two two year permanent deal with them which is a nice little fairy tale um he's been he's been decent for them this season though um he's actually contributed looks like he's he's not like stepping on the pitch and getting injured immediately maybe losing some paces helping him in that sense um yeah, Southampton a terrible season really at the end, but but uh, nice to see youth coming through and old players sticking around. Um, yeah, so I will talk briefly about West Ham Brighton. Um, Brighton being the bane of West Ham's existence, we never beat them. This ended one one. Um, quickly, very 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 drab game, very poor quality. Um, Brighton. I don't even know. I wasn't paying any attention to Brighton, to be honest. West Ham running out of legs, essentially, even though we did get, we had Declan Rice back for this. We we had some personnel back, finally. Um, but we looked out of ideas. Uh, we were very poor in the first half. Antonio had a very bad game, um, a sort of a rare game where he didn't impose himself at all. Um, Danny Welbeck scored in the 84th minute, at which point I thought, here we go. We have, we don't, we, you know, we've, dropped all the points and this always happens against Brighton and then three minutes later Saeed Benrahma finally breaks his Premier League duck or just I think this is the first goal he scored for us um, in any competition and uh, it was a, it was a nice goal from just outside the area um, in the 87th but it was too little too late really and this game ended sort of summed up by the shooting stats which were 10 on 2 for Brighton and 15 and on 3 for West Ham, which uh, speaks to the poor quality, I think. But yes, that is all. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. Nah. Um, the silver lining for West Ham is dropped points means sliding closer to seventh spot, which if yeah. uh, you know if you have to pick between seventh or sixth, you'll probably mm-hmm. pick seventh, so you don't exactly. have to deal with more fixtures. Um, Exactly. Although I think so, uh, isn't seventh conference league now, which is very bad. So eighth actually, but it looks like we're going to get some sort of European football this season. Anyway, it'll be Crystal Palace Villa. Yeah, yeah, Crystal Palace Villa. Um, more, yeah, more, uh, more debut. De- no, not debut goals. More first goals for for club vibes with Tyreek Mitchell getting the winner in the eighty fourth for Palace. Um, Did you watch this? Yeah. One? I have seen the highlights um, mm. or the you know extended highlights. Um, I thought just based on highlights, um, which you know never tells the full story. Uh, no, Crystal Palace deserved something. Um, whether they deserved all three or if they just sure. deserved a point. Yeah. Um, but I thought after a certain point, it was always going to be coming. Um, Villa sort of, you know, after they went ahead um through El Ghazi 
Uh, they seemed pretty happy to sit back on their lead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Zaha scored and Zaha built Tyreek Mitchell's goal. Yeah. So I thought just in general, um, a deserved, glad Crystal Palace got something because it was deserved. Um, Christian Benteke continued yeah. his great form, um, which, yeah, maybe career yeah. renaissance. And he uh, he's on the plane for Belgium. Did you see that? Um, which is pretty cool. I did not. That's uh, wild. Yeah. Well, even wilder is they're taking uh, Michi Bashiwai, which I don't know why, because Michi Bashiwai hasn't had a good season in like three or four years now. Um, or, th- okay, three maybe or something. L- look, uh, I just wanted to say uh, Anwar Al Ghazi is having quite the season for Aston Villa. Um, and just he's going very under the radar but i'm pretty sure he has like nine goals in the premier league now which for like a winger for a mid-table club is very very good um yeah and um yeah i guess i don't have too much more other than i in the last couple of days uh hodgson announced that he's stepping away from crystal palace and implying uh or basically confirming that this is sort of it for him he's taking a step back from the, I think he called it the rigors of the top flight English football after like a 45 year career. Um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty big news actually. Um, he's been a great servant to, to European football and is across his, uh, across his illustrious career now taking him everywhere. Yeah. There's really nowhere he hasn't. Uh, I know. Like, if you look at clubs managed, yeah, it's man. Sweden, you know, Norway, Finland, the UAE, Denmark, yeah, and then everywhere, Inter really. Milan. Yeah, yeah, just Inter- yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Zamach in Switzerland. Yeah. So, like, literally third division Swiss sides, and the like, arguably one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, yeah yeah just wild um yeah and uh yeah congrats on an amazing career you'll i go down as a a classic stalwart of english football um there was also tottenham's 2-0 win over wolves Mm -hmm. um i i don't know say Two boring teams, basically. Um, the only thing about Tottenham, right, is the the news that Harry Kane. It's like it's confirmed now that he keeps asking the club to to leave. Um, so that I think will be the speculation going into the summer. Um, and I'm sure he'll want to get it wrapped up before the Euros. I'm not sure he'll be allowed to leave, but um, if you can feel sorry for a footballer who plays for a top six side. You would feel sorry for Harry Kane because Tottenham are terrible and he is amazing. And uh, he's sort of in danger of just being imprisoned at a club that's going nowhere, basically. Yeah. Um, Gun gun pointed at your chest. You have to give me what club he'll be playing for next season. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Gun pointed at my chest. Tottenham. I don't think he. I don't think he's going okay. anywhere. I mean, I don't know. I was, I was turning it. I was turning it over. I, look, I think it's kind of interesting. I was turning it over in my head on a walk today, and it's it's basically all on Daniel Levy, who is a complete fucking asshole. 
He he has the the ego the size of a sun, of the sun. So it it depends, right? It's like what does does Daniel Levy like money or his ego more? Because his ego will say we can't sell Harry Kane because that will make me look weak, and like you know Tottenham isn't going places. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm leaning toward that. I think I think he will block it simply because he won't want to look weak, and uh, uh, yeah. But but Tottenham need the money because they'll be able to get like a hundred and even in this market, someone will pay like a hundred and some like twenty mil for him. So I don't know. Yeah, money is always a problem until it isn't. Um, yeah, these big sides they have the ability to pull money out of their ass really quickly yeah um, i mean the athletic are reporting yeah. that hurricane is desperate to leave desperate like like and and they're saying i think they're saying that that's like a quote from a unnamed source close to his camp but that he knows that the power is out of his hands and that uh the club is just gonna be defiant anyway moving on yeah uh probably the match that uh, you know, everyone's talking about for kind of obvious reasons, despite it being a pretty shitty match. Um, West mm-hmm. Brom Liverpool. Uh, yeah, you know, talked about because Allison does the the unbelievable, coming up for a a corner in the final minutes and uh, scoring the game winner. Uh, what a goal, by but, the way! Yeah, great, great goal, great header. Um. But outside I of that, a, yeah, I have a question for you. Liverpool were poor. Um, yes, sir. Uh, what 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 is more pleasing to you when a goalkeeper scores or when a player, an outfield player, goes in goal, puts on like the oversized jersey and the gloves, and like you know makes a couple saves? Which is better? Um. So. My heart immediately goes. I think it's the Ada Den Haag goal uh, keeper in 2011 who scored the like game winner to keep Ada Den Haag in the Eredivisie, uh-huh. um, or something along those lines. There's some Dutch side, um, uh, so one of them they like scored a goalkeeper goal to keep them in the league. Um, so that's what my heart jumps to immediately. Um, uh-huh. But I do love an outfield player in goal, um, especially when they play really well. Um, yeah, that is fun. I'd say, yeah, I'd say they're both just these like rare instances that are really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I suppose goalkeeper scoring is a little yeah. less common. So give me goalkeeper. Yeah, I, w- I would go with that too. I would go with that too. Um, yeah, but I mean, this goal takes away from the narrative of the match that Liverpool barely beat West Brom. Um, yep. It, if it weren't for such a miraculous ending, we'd be talking about how like shameful Liverpool are. Um, that mm. pushing for Champions League and the best they can muster is a one-one draw against an already relegated West Brom. Um, but that won't be the narrative. The you know, it's the way the way things work. Yeah. Um, it's a results-based game, and talking about results, uh, Sheffield United pulling off a one-nil win over Everton. Yes. Uh, 
in Another the seventh minute. Debut goal. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Jebison. Yeah. Uh, he scored whatever. So what? It's a squared squared ball. Got to be in those positions. You can only yeah. score what comes to you. Uh, 17. He is a 17-year-old Canadian uh, who plays for the England U18s. He yes. is massive. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, 6'3 and absolutely built. Um, and he comes from the A&B Academy in Canada. Which, oh. Can you tell me what West Ham player also came from the A&B Academy? From the A&B Academy? I have a hint for you. Uh, if you need uh, it. How recent is this? He's still a West Ham player. Uh, ooh, give me the hint. He is a winger on loan at Bolton. Oh. Winger on loan at Bolton? I don't know. No. Just tell me. Oladapo Afalayan. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He, yeah. I was just looking up what the A&B Academy was, and I was like, yeah. Huh? Their other significant uh, alum is Oladapo Afalayan, So Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, um, nothing else to say in this match other than Aaron Ramsdale played well. Uh, that's it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think this is just one of those matches that is, well, I mean, once again, embarrassing for Everton, who... I mean, now Carlo Ancelotti is like, I don't know. I, I, I saw some quotes of his where he was, he's basically saying, uh, I'm not happy with some of my players and those players need to leave. Like he was like, players who don't want to be here need to tell me so they can get out. And yeah, I don't know why I was thinking so much about Evans today. I was just like genuinely annoyed at how stupid this club is. I just don't understand. I think maybe it's something to do with the fact that even unconsciously, a lot of these Everton players, I think, probably see Everton as something of a stepping stone, um, which is obviously a problem because then it sort of means that maybe that extra 10% or whatever isn't, isn't there all the time. Um, but yeah, perennially 7th or 8th, Everton. How boring. Yeah. What's next? Um, apart- um, I'll just sorry, state, go. Um I texted you this earlier, but I thought it was a great point. Um, a pundit said this past weekend that Leicester City are everything Everton uh, tries to be, uh, mm-hmm. which I agree with. I think that's a great way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we mm-hmm. have a f- four matches uh, that happened earlier today. Uh, today is Tuesday the 18th. Um, we can... I don't think some of these are exciting, but they're not consequential or anything. Um, yeah. There was a one-one Man U Fulham draw that saw Cavani score from forty yards out, um, and then Man U limp across the finish line to a one-one yeah. draw against the already relegated Fulham. Uh, yeah. Leeds beat Southampton pretty standardly two nil. Um, the most interesting talking. Uh, like to talk about match would probably be Brighton three yeah. Man City two. Yeah, uh, I've yet to showing... watch the uh, highlights. Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched anything other than the match I watched live today. 
Um, but I suppose this is, you know, when Brighton score goals, I guess they can be really good um, and beat yeah. the city. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, their problem is they can't score goals. Uh, and then Chelsea would beat uh, Leicester City 2-1 um, in a match I did watch but did not take any pleasure from watching. Uh, it physically hurt me to see Chelsea supporters so happy. Um, yeah, me too. Um, I was very depressed. Having fans back. Yeah. And it looks like now that I think Leicester probably, it's looking like they will miss out on the top four. I'm just begging Liverpool drop points against Burnley. I really want Leicester to get there. I really do. This was a feisty game as well, that Chelsea game. Um, I loved a it. A prolonged period where Antonio Rudiger was just, he, want, he wanted he, he wanted the smoke from anyone like in his sights. Um, and he just, yeah, they all were fighting. Um, it's pretty glorious. I, I, was, I was just too annoyed at Chelsea to, to, to sort of take much pleasure out of it. I just really want them to not get top four have not won the cup and then get destroyed by City in the Champions League final or something, that would be very sweet. Very cathartic for you. Yes. Um, okay, with that being said, let's uh, get into some predictions. Let's and we certainly it. have quite a few to get through. We do. We've added the ones tomorrow too. So, okay, rapid fire then. Well, but this is big though, Blake, because this decides it, doesn't it? So maybe maybe Instinct will have to decide this. Um, Everton Wolves, I'm going 1-1. One, one. Um, I'll go 2-1 Everton. Newcastle Sheffield United, I will go 2-0 to Newcastle United. Finally backing you for a win. Um, yeah, I'll go 3-1 Newcastle. Nice. Spurs Villa, I'll go 2 1 Spurs. I'll go 2 0 Spurs. Crystal Palace Arsenal, tough to predict. Uh, yeah, I was going to go 1 1 2. I'll go 2 2. Burnley Liverpool. And I'll go Ooh, 1 this... 1. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Burnley Liverpool. This one is yeah, 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 also yeah. difficult. And I. We'll go. No, I, I think I'll have to back Liverpool. I think they'll. I think they'll probably do it. Burnley aren't in very good form. Two 0 Liverpool away from home. Yeah. One one baby. Yeah. No, I think that's a great prediction. I will go one one for West Brom West Ham. I think we will continue to drop points, but obviously I always go for a draw. All right, the Western Derby. I'll go one <laughs> 0 West Ham. Nice. And then Spurs. Okay, so yeah, this is it. This is this is the final fixtures here now, um, right? Yes, Leicester Spurs. Yeah. Um, final. So okay, we can take a little bit more time over these, right? Because let's. I need to think about what's at stake, which obviously is much. But Spurs, they they're out of the Champions League race, but they are obviously in the Europa League, and now Leicester Leicester really need to beat them. Okay, so I will. You know, I, I'm going to go for another draw. I think Leicester are running out of steam, unfortunately. I'll go 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I'll go... I'll pip Leicester City to win. I hope they do. 2-1. Wolves, Manchester United, yeah, two teams... In, yeah, Wolves, Manchester United, two teams in very bad form and two teams with nothing to play for will translate into a terrible game. And I will go... 1-0, Man U. I don't feel great about that, but I'm doing it. Yeah, uh, if you're taking the win for Man U, I'll take the draw. 
one one. West Ham, Southampton. Shall I break my tradition and just back a West Ham win? Can I do that, Blake? Is that a thing? Is that a terrible idea? Um, we'll go. We'll do it. Three nil, West Ham. Why not? That then feels very strange to do. The, I will take the one-one draw. I, I don't think I've done that in years. Like, and I've been predicting, doing predictions with my family for like five or six years now. That feels odd. Sheffield United, Burnley. On paper, dreadful, but it will probably be quite good because it's just a free hit. I'm assuming these teams will just play youngsters. I'll go. Why not two-one Sheffield United? I don't know. Who cares? I'll go two-one the other way. Two-one nice. Burnley. Um, Fulham, Newcastle. What do you think Newcastle will do, Blake? Do do does Bruce play youngsters? Do Newcastle play youngsters on the final day when they've nothing to play for? Yeah. Okay. Even before Bruce, uh, the final match, unless it's a uh, to defeat relegation, we always okay. just play our All right. like a ton of kids. Um, okay. But I reckon I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I reckon then. I uh, know. Okay, so you've gone one-one. So I'll go a crazy match then. I'll go like 3-2 to Fulham because they play real players and you play youngsters and Fulham are still bad. Fair. Uh, Leeds, West Brom. 2-0 Leeds. West Brom to go out on a whimper. I really want to say 1-1 one, one, and I think I will. One, one. Oh, you've got a lot of 1-1s. One, 1-2-3. One, wow. Have... <laughs> Jeez. I have to get um, one of them right. Yeah, we are, you will. Arsenal, Brighton. Uh, Arsenal will still be playing for stuff. Brighton, they, well, we've, they've shown they can score goals. Maybe this will be another high-scoring one. I'll go 2-2. Two, two. Why not? I was going to guess 2-2. Two, two. Um, you know what? I always guess Brighton to win, and it's been my downfall in the predictions. 2-1 uh, nice. Brighton. Um, Chelsea Villa, I'll go a one one oh sorry, a one nil shutout from Chelsea. Um two one Chelsea. I just think they'll, you know, be going all out. Yeah. Man City Everton, I think Everton are terrible. Three nil City. Yeah, I'll go three one and just try to get you on the uh the scoreline. Liverpool Crystal Palace. Now, it could be Roy Hodgson's last ever game in football and he guides, like, denies Liverpool Champions League, which would be hilarious. Um, but I'll Former go 2-1 Liverpool. I think, you know, it seems, seems like an okay scoreline. Yes. Uh, my friend Fai, uh, he thinks this is the most clear-cut match of the next Ooh. two weeks. Um, Interesting. With Liverpool 77%, Crystal Palace 8%. Wow. So I will back Liverpool uh, for a 3 0 win. Yeah. And that will determine which of us wins. We don't have any prize or anything, but, you know. There's yeah. bragging rights on the table. The bragging rights are big, you know. That's big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You ready for some questions? I sure am, as always. As always. They are on the easier side today. Um, 
Okay. The first one is, of course, our Wonder Kid. Um, he is a Dutchman. He's Ooh. from Hilversum. Uh, he uh, started at uh, Vosmir before joining Ajax. Nice. Um, where he stayed until his big money move to Everton uh, for 25 Everton. million pounds. Where he oh, I think I know who this seven is. Seven appearances. Yep, he made seven appearances before being sold for twelve million to Werder Bremen, yeah, and then making his move back to his boyhood Ajax. Ajax. Can you tell me where? Well, you oh, just told well, me. It's Davy Klaassen. Yeah. Yes. Who uh, yeah, is on fire for Ajax this season? On fire for them. Yeah. After yeah. He, that's you know he's just one of those classic players where it just didn't work in the prem. Uh, no, seven appearances for twenty five million pounds. I know it, that's crazy. It just goes to show. I mean, I don't know. He actually was, to be fair to Everton, probably a, a relatively sensible transfer. But it was that summer where they signed like six players that were kind of attacking midfielders, and everyone was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Um, and he was one that just did not make it. But I'm sure he will turn. He's only twenty eight, even though he has no hair, so he just looks old. Um, I think he, you know, he'll probably turn into a bit of an Ajax legend because he he's moved back to Ajax this summer and uh, immediately found himself in the starting eleven in front of all those talented mid youngsters and has twelve goals from midfield uh, in the league. So, well done, Davy Clarsen. Yeah, he's their number ten, um, and yeah. Uh, in terms of, you know, when we talk about failed wonder kids, we can't frame it in were they successful in the Premier League. Um, and yeah. I think undeniably he's had a phenomenal career outside of England. It just didn't he's still, work. Yeah, he, he has a lo- long, long time ahead of him too, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, he'll be one of those players who I think just plays the rest of his career at Ajax. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, okay, so nice, easy cool. wonder kid. Nice. Um, my next three questions are based mm. around Chelsea, your favorite. Oh, club. I hate Chelsea, but all right. Good to know. Uh, my first question is very basic, but I thought it was something interesting. Okay. Uh, who is Chelsea's top goal scorer? Of all time? No. This season. Oh, it's Timo Werner. Yeah. Correct, but incorrect. There Co- are oh. three players tied with him. Oh, you just in the Prem? Yes, just in the Prem. Okay. Um, ooh. Just in the Premier League. So Timo Werner has six, six goals in the Premier League, right? Yes. Um, so I'll go. How many players did you say were tied with him? Four. So he's got. Oh, four. Okay. Mason Mount has got to be one. Yep. Um, Kai Havertz, no way. Uh, no, he's, he can't be. Giroud? Nope. No? Damn. Um, Kazuma? No. 
Kazuma has a lot. He's in second place. Damn. Um, There's four of them. Um, Okay, okay, okay. I can do it. I can do it. No, come on. Um, So Jorginho must have a lot. Yep. Uh, Because of the pens. So, okay, okay. And then Tammy Abraham. He's scored a fair amount of goals this season, even though he barely plays now. Right? Yep. And yep, so, yeah, Tammy, Ivo got over. Okay, cool. Yay. Wow, that makes me sad. I shouldn't know that. Do you think Tammy uh, Abraham is going to leave? Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm. Did you know his uh, brother's called Timmy Abraham? Yeah, and plays for Fulham. Yeah, he does. Well, because Tammy's not his real name. Um, oh, really? And I don't believe Timmy's oh, name is Oh, Tim yeah, no, either. it's not. Um, hmm. Tammy's name is Kevin. Kevin Og- yeah, Ogunotega Tamarabi. Oh, there it is. Tamarabi. Akuma Abraham. And Timmy is Jason. Oh, all right. Um, so Kevin and Jason, uh, which is amazing. I love it. I, I think that's class. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all four are tied on six goals. Um, my next question. Wow. Who is Chelsea's top assister? Um, Chelsea's top assist, just so again, just in the prem. Yes. Um, that would be well. It's is it Mason? Timo Werner. Timo Werner. It is Timo Werner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight assists. I got to say, Timo um, Werner was very good today against Leicester. I saw he scored. Um, he scored twice, and, and they were both uh, or disallowed, chopped, yeah. disallowed. Yeah. Um, yeah, just you know, interesting that Chelsea. I suppose have had a fine season. They're in third. I hate um, Chelsea. God, I don't want to do this. All Team of their Lani. signings yeah. are yeah. massive flops this season. Um, yeah. Except for Thiago Silva and maybe Ben Chilwell. Um, no, Ben Chilwell has definitely been very good. Like his, I was listening to a pod because I was like, they were going on and on about Ben Chilwell, and I was like, really? And then they were reading out his stats, and he's been like, technically one of the best fullbacks in the league, which is kind of annoying, but he, it's true. But is he fifty million? Pounds well, I mean, game? if you're one of the, I don't know, it doesn't really matter, right? If you're one of the best centre backs in, it's fullbacks in the league then you can't you can't be labeled a flop like kai Havertz. it's not his yeah, you know I suppose. the money isn't his fault yeah i was surprised about that because they were going on about it was like this pod special called lions watch that that uh that they do uh sort of talking about the upcoming euros and england squad and they kept going on and on about would you play chillwell in front of shaw or who would you play like luke shaw or ben chillwell and i was like seriously like Luke Shaw has been so good this season. Has Ben Chilwell even played? And then they were going into his stats. And I was like, wow. So apparently he's been good. But yeah, I don't know. You're pretty, pretty. Well, that went, that went over, under, my, under the radar for me. Yeah, I suppose. Um, my final Chelsea question. Uh, Chelsea are obviously May 29th playing in the Champions League final. Yeah. Uh, the last time they made the Champions League final was 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that season. 
um, with the yes. DDA Drogba game winner. Yes. Um, they finished sixth in the Premier League that season. Who were their top goal scorers? In there 20... were two. In 2011? Yep. There were two. Um, okay. So, cast mine back. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, you, so, Drogba, no? No. He oh. was their top goal scorer in Europe, but not okay, okay. in the Okay, um, okay. So, oh God, I'm just trying to think of, of players for them in that season. So I'll go. So okay, no, one... no, I got this. I got this. I got this. Okay. I reckon m- m- f- that's like f- that's Maluda's pomp. So I'm going Maluda. No. Oh. He was 2010. Damn it. Okay, give me hints then, because this is too hard for me. Okay, one is arguably the greatest English midfielder of all time. Lampard. And yep. And the okay. other is a failed wonder kid. Nicholas Anelka. No. Um, Man, Nicholas Anelka scored 19 goals in the Premier League. He is not a failed wonder kid. How many, he just how many didn't goals? have the career. He had 19 in 2008. Oh, yeah, no. Nicholas Anelka, Nicholas Anelka was an, like an insane player in his day. Um, just short career. Yeah, he well didn't he make his debut in like nineteen ninety six or something? Anyway, um I don't know, Blake. I'm gonna need a failed Wonder Kid who who was joint top scorer for Chelsea in twenty eleven. What the he hell? He went to Liverpool. Oh, Daniel Sturridge. Yes. Wow. Daniel, Daniel Sturridge, Sturridge, the top goal scorer. Yeah, I suppose Nicholas Anelka had hundred and fifty appearances for Chelsea. Yeah, he weirdly made a ton of appearances for them. And uh, yeah. and he was pretty old when he did it, too. So they say, you know, they say, because everyone forgets, everyone forgets how he played for Arsenal. And they say that he was, back then, like way better than Thierry Henry. And everyone was like, like in training and stuff. And they were like, he, he will be better than Thierry Henry. And then it just kind of didn't work because he, had that ill-advised move to Real Madrid in 99. And then he spent years in the wilderness. He went to Paris Saint-Germain and then he had a loan at Liverpool in 0102. Then he went to City to, from 2002 to 2005. He was at City. Fenerbahce, Bolton Wonders. And then he went to Chelsea in 2008 and made a hundred and like something appearances for them. So bizarre. Like truly, like what? I don't, like such a strange career. I always loved his celebration, the, the Dove celebration. Um, yeah. yeah, strange, strange, strange guy, strange career. But there you go. I'd say his career came in bursts. Yeah, but very like yeah, some something of a journeyman, really. I mean, I can't believe he went to like you know Fenerbahce. Like, who the hell plays for Manchester City from two thousand two to two thousand five, and then gets a move to Chelsea when Chelsea are like the best team in England between oh eight and twenty twelve? It's it's very bizarre. I think maybe. You know, at a snapshot, snapshot, one of the most, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like, has played for the most top tier 
teams in the world. Maybe other than Zlatan right, right. or Samuel. Like, yeah, there's like Zlatan. Uh, yeah, I get you. Because you got PSG. Well, PSG before they were good, to be fair. Did he play for PSG when, no, when Ronaldinho was playing for PSG? And like, uh, and, and Pochettino? Maybe. Oh my God, he was. He played, uh, at, he played at PSG when Ronaldinho was there. And Pochettino. Like, how weird is that? Yeah, it's funny to look back at these sides and uh, just uh, like, um, you know, like the 2010 Lille side. Um, yeah. And there's just like these sides that have, you know, six players who would go on to become some of the best ever. Um, but at the time, they like, well, I guess Hazard's Lille won the legal. But yeah. Um, yeah, like exactly. Anelka's PSG. Like, yeah. You look Aubameyang played with Hazard, some... right? At Lille? Yes. Yeah. All I remember about Aubameyang is when he was at Saint Etienne, uh, Newcastle bought two of his teammates and also tried to purchase him, but he failed a physical or something um, mm. and was not able to join Newcastle or something. So, I mean, if Newcastle had signed him, he would have never become anything. But, you know, it's one of those what-ifs in Newcastle lore. Um, Thomas Tuchel, before they played, was talking about Aubameyang and said that he used to um, lie to to him about when meetings started so he would turn up on time. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I know that was his problem at AC Milan, right? He... Was like he just didn't take football very seriously. Oh really? Um, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I think oh, that's the story of him at AC Milan. Man, Aubameyang, it's just crazy. Like him and Mkhitaryan in that Borussia Dortmund side, just incredible. Truly incredible. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I have one final question for you. Yes. We, uh, technically Chelsea related. Uh, who will win the Champions League final and who will cap off the 4th, 5th, 6th and I guess 7th in England? Who will win the Champions League final? I, at this point, really want... I I just beg that City beat Chelsea. Um, I I think I can't... I just can't make a prediction. I think that Champions League final is going to be so tight. Um, So I'm just going to refuse to make a prediction for that. Um sorry uh, like so i would say to you that about two weeks ago i was adamant that chelsea were going to win it because they just looked like they couldn't be beaten essentially and then you know they lost to arsenal randomly and lost the FA cup final and you're thinking what what the hell and then you know and then you're swinging to city and thinking they're they're just looking too good and then now they've lost like three two to brighton and just are doing weird shit and pep guardiola is just constantly overthinks everything i i I think it's so hard to call and i i have this horrible feeling that chelsea will win it as for did you say fourth fifth sixth seventh what 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 did you want me to round out fifth sixth yeah basically what's gonna happen to the the only thing left to play so okay i'll go with my gut here not with what my heart wants i think leicester will drop out unfortunately i think they're gonna run out of steam um and which will be pretty cool because when not cool i i'll hate it but when we revisit our mid-season predictions, I will be proved right. 
if this happens, because I said way back when that Leicester were going to drop out again. I think Liverpool will get top four. Watch that be a terrible prediction when they lose to Burnley tomorrow or something. I think West Ham, where are we now? So we have a game in hand. Uh, I think West Ham could, could go right down the table. I think we could, we could feasibly end like eighth or ninth. Um, but I don't think we will. I think we'll stay. I think Tottenham will get sixth. I think, I think it might stay like this. Sixth, seventh, eighth. Tottenham, West Ham, Leeds. Everton are shit, so they can stay down there. And Arsenal are also bad, so they will, can also stay down there. Yeah. So that's okay. my roundabout way of saying that only Leicester and Liverpool will flip. Okay, got it. I yeah. wrote that down and I will bring it up. Oh, God. On the yeah. next podcast. There we go. Uh, yeah, we got to start writing down like all of our hot takes and just so we, we do. can expose each other. We do. What, what do you think? Uh, actually, I suppose this will be brought up on the next podcast but i'll let you i'll get it in your head now so you can start thinking okay. about it yeah what was the worst take i had this season and it's not the hayden rice comment um okay yeah, another hot take yeah. like a serious hot take about uh you put me on the spot what would happen this season? i'm okay. saying for next week you get you can mull over this and oh, i'll I think about over. yours I can't pick the rice the, one. Yeah, the rice one was dumb. Arteta to comment was bad. Getting well, that no, I, I feel like the Wilder one wasn't. That wasn't that crazy, surely, because there's definitely a world in which if they hadn't fallen out, I think you would say that that Sheffield United would just keep him. Um, yeah, but that wasn't the craziest of footing. Arteta, the Arteta one was was terrible. Oh, you just you make so many, but I don't think you make. You just shit on players. That's what you do. And that makes me annoyed. So, but, but then it's like, that's not, that's not a hot take because we can't really see. I don't think you've... Have you made fun of a player this season at the beginning of the season and it turns out that, that you shouldn't have? I don't think so. I, yeah, I'll have to think. Uh, I'll have to think. Probably Jesse. I probably said um, that I did not want Jesse Lingard joining Newcastle United. Yeah, Um, but you probably didn't. I I feel like that's not a hot take. Because I think what you do is that you are presented with like numbers and you'll still say a player is bad despite the fact that they're delivering like on an okay, you know, not spectacular, but like an okay level. Um. I'll, I'll I'll have a think. There's got to be something. Maybe I'll have to listen to old podcasts. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through some players, and there's not a ton that. Yeah, because you you I don't know you you've like fairly solid. You you didn't say anything about Leeds. You didn't you didn't say you didn't say anything about any team really. I don't think. Oh yeah. Maybe you're a genius. I guess the the predictions will probably. Man, you maybe. You probably at some point said that Man, you are just terrible and. And well, they ended up finishing I, second. Yeah, I would be willing to guess. I'm assuming in my uh, prediction, my mid-season prediction, I probably put Man U pretty low. Oh, you nope, think, I put the oh, third. Do you think you, yeah, no. Pretty good. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like the beginning of the season. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Let me just have a quick look here. 
I had Aston Villa getting relegated. Okay, that that's um, not great. I had West Ham finishing below Newcastle. Yeah, that's fine though. That makes sense. Uh, I had Arsenal finishing ninth. When actuality, they finished tenth. Uh, well, you never know. They're on fifty-five points. They they might they might go up the table. So you, maybe your prediction yeah. will be right in the end. Is that a not a ton? No. Yeah. Ooh, FA predict. Cup winners. I predicted Chelsea. Oh. Didn't I predict Tottenham? Right. Yes. And yeah. then at midseason, we both predicted Tottenham. Wow. Um, yeah, not a ton of uh, on record terrible takes from me. Um, I'll be which, which frustrates to... me. That does frustrate me. <laughs> I'll yeah. I'll look forward to seeing with what you come up with. Um, yeah. But with that being said, yes, that is episode twenty six of the Peak Too Early podcast. Indeed. Um, follow us, email us, leave us a review. Uh, the next time we come to you, I will be recording from the state of Maine. Wow! Uh, so we'll see That's how nice. well that how yeah. well that works. Um, we'll be also, recording from a cabin. It'll so. be done, right? We'll be wrapping up the whole yes. uh, the whole prem season. Crazy! It will be a brief recap of what happens on the final day, just for yeah. any sakes of drama of grabbing yeah. a spot. Um, and yeah. then probably a recap of our predictions. Yes. And general thoughts. Um, and then the real craziness happens, uh, yeah. which is the off-season schedule for the Peaks which is going to be podcast. Sporadic but exciting, most likely. Yeah. Well, not and sporadic, you, but like just random. Yeah. If you are listening to this podcast and you are a supporter of a smaller English uh yes club. dm us on twitter and we might uh you know we might find we a basically 100 percent well and unless you're we don't like you which is plausible but you yeah. know yeah if you're the other peaked too early podcast yeah you, that's you the reason why we wouldn't let you yeah. on um but with that being said yeah reach out the worst thing that happens yeah. is you get rejected um yeah so by two with nobodies, that so. said, mm-hmm. take care We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. I'm standing.